you know what, I mean, really, what do you have to lose? I mean, you try something, maybe you don't like it. Maybe you're not good at it. Maybe, maybe you're not good at it, but you want to get good at it. So you're going to stick to it. I mean, you're never going to know until you try. Thank you for listening to the Better Than Yesterday podcast hosted by Star Strength and Conditioning. We believe that by creating positive habits in sleep, mindset, nutrition, relationships, movement, mobility, and training, you have the ability to become better than yesterday. Hello, everyone. Paul here from Stark. I've got Allison Machowski on the podcast today, and uh, she's been a member since last August, so 2019, and she was pretty hesitant kind of coming in, getting started not knowing if she could do all the things that we do here. And uh, I thought she would be a great person to have on the podcast just to talk about that because she had a pretty good athletic background. She was pretty fit, pretty healthy to start off with. And then kind of getting into the the CrossFit world, what we do here at Stark, um, just learning all the movements, mechanics. A year later, she's gone from doing two classes a week to three classes a week to an unlimited membership where she's here pretty well every day. And it's awesome to see the level of, of progress and progression that she's made over the time that she's been here, along with the fire and the passion that she brings to every workout. So hopefully you'll learn a bit about Allison over this podcast, and hopefully it's going to make you a little bit better than yesterday. Hello, everyone. Paul here from Stark Strength and Conditioning, and I am here with Allison Machowski. She is uh, a member here at Stark, and she's been crushing it for the past several months, or getting crushed <laughs> for the past <laughs> several like months here. Um, so welcome, Allison. Thanks, Paul. It's fun to be here. Awesome. Good to hear. We are social distancing across this table here doing this this podcast today, and um, yeah, it's a beautiful day outside. It's Friday. This probably won't be up for another couple weeks, but still, it should be nicer by by that time. Hopefully, hopefully I'll, we won't have any snow or anything by then. But um, yeah, we're gonna find out a little bit more about Allison today, kind of her athletic background, and uh, yeah, just a little bit more about you, Allison. So start us off. All right. Well, my athletic background. Gee. Um, well, I grew up playing ringette. Okay. Uh, so lots of skating and, uh, I played bring all through towards the end of elementary school, all through junior high and high school and some, high, uh, some school sports as well, volleyball, that sort of thing. Nothing at as high a level, I guess, as ring at. Um, so my, my athletic background, I guess, if you want to call it that is more skating, that side of things. Um, but I grew up in a pretty active family. My dad was, uh, both my parents were from England and they immigrated to Canada in 68. They both grew up in British boarding schools where there's a big emphasis on sport as part of their daily school work. And uh, my dad was a pretty a pretty athletic guy and very active. He played rugby and field hockey and uh, when he came to Can- uh, and grew up playing squash as well. And then uh, when he came to Canada, he was actually a national squash champion for a while. So wow. yeah, yeah. Squash is a pretty crazy sport. I, I tried to play with him once, and <laughs> it was once. a disaster. Yeah, it was just a disaster. It is a, it's a tough game, that's for sure. So were you born here too? Or I no? was born in Winnipeg, yes. Okay. Yeah. So growing up, did you get to go and watch your, your dad compete and do all this different stuff? I did, yeah. I think I was at an age where I wasn't all that interested. No. I have memories of the Manitoba Open squash tournament being in sort of beginning of February time frame because I remember all I used to sit in the... Um, 
in the waiting area, or I guess in the restaurant area of the squash club, but doing my Valentine's cards for my school school classmates because I just wasn't interested in watching <laughs> um, until I was a little older. And then, you know, then I was a lot more into it. Nice. So, yeah. So was your mom pretty supportive? Did she go and watch this stuff too? Or She did, yeah. yeah. She also grew up playing a lot of sports, field hockey, that sort of thing. When she came to Canada, it was more tennis. And, you know, she went through the 80s aerobics phase, and which is pretty funny when you look back at some pictures. Yeah. But, um, you know, she's 83 now and oh, wow. has been a member at the Wellness Centre for, well, since they opened. Um, that long? Yeah, wow. a really long time. And so she's still three days a week, yoga, and she does a little circuit training and tr- walking the track. And yeah, it's pretty cool. That's that's awesome when, yeah. you know, your parents can be that fit and that active and that healthy for, for that long. That's, that's incredible. So did they... Did they encourage you to get into sports or did they push it or was it more like you wanting to try different things or how did that work when you were growing up? It's interesting. I don't ever think that they ever pushed me. Um, Again, my upbringing is so different from theirs, being away at boarding school and it all being school led for them. Whereas here, you know, and in when you're that age, it's you have to take it upon yourself. You have to go to the community club and find out what you want to do and register and that sort of thing. So it was a little out of their what they were aware of and didn't know the process. So I think it was me knowing what my school friends were doing and me wanting to join in and me prompting them to to enroll me in things. Cool. So was it more, would you say it was more school uh, activities or was it more community activities like that you were participating in? You know, probably a bit of both. Ringette and skating, of course, was outside more community club based, um, but everything else would have been school based. Yeah. So during, in school, were girls allowed to you know to participate in sports or was it more like you know I'm, I'm thinking about the conversation I had with uh, Irene yesterday about um you know girls being pushed more towards like home ec and stuff like that rather than like hey here's the weight room here's how you lift and move and stuff like that so yeah interesting question I have no memory of being discouraged from doing anything because I was a girl Um, but that being said, it was a little different. Like I do remember being on the girls volleyball team in junior high and, you know, the little tight shorty shorts you had to wear and like, it was just, it was a very different time for sure. But I don't recall not having anything available to me. That's cool. We, yeah, we didn't have to wear those shorts in in volleyball. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. But, uh, (laughs) um, so after after like high school and stuff like that, did you continue being active or how how did you continue with, you know, your, your health and fitness over the years? Yeah, I think once you finish high school and high school sports, it gets tough because I went on to university yeah. and I wasn't playing anything at a level where you just logically continue on. Um, and you get into university and your whole life routine changes and you're, you know, you're probably trying to work part time and, you know, driving to university and back all day or every day. And, uh, so I do remember having gym memberships always. So making an attempt to get some exercise in, it's always been like for many people, uh, you know, as much of a mental release as it is some physical exercise. But, uh, I do you remember Arizona fitness? 
Methodist down in the south end of the city on Pemina Highway. I'm probably too old. Yeah, you're too young. (laughs) Um, But I remember during university uh, having a gym membership down near the university and, you know, getting there maybe three times a week. Um, But I think sports came to a halt at that point for me. Okay. So even continuing on with the gym membership and stuff like that, was that was that you that wanted to do it? And was that just like, uh, hey, like high school's done. I'm not really doing much. I, time to get a gym membership. Or was that, you know, somebody else pushing that on you or anything like that? Um, probably more from me, but I think it was something that I did with a friend. So it was, there were a couple of us that did it together, which of course makes things a lot easier, especially sure. at that age. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So how did that carry on? Because you're, you're married and you have a daughter. Mm-hmm. So you guys are all pretty active from, from what you've mentioned to me. So um, how, did, how did that play out, um, you know, finding your, your life mate? And yeah, well, my husband and I have been together a very long time. So, uh, yeah, high school sweethearts. Wow. Um, yeah, and we, you know, we went through university kind of the same. We both went through commerce, and so our paths kind of followed each other through that whole stage. And it's funny because I would say my husband's 50 now, and he's probably in the best shape of his life. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. Um, I keep trying to get him to come here, and he's, yeah. he's, he's that guy that his workout time is his own. He he's the, wants to be in the basement by himself, quiet time. Yeah. Um, that's the way he works out anyways. Okay. But... Um, Yeah, I think we went through a phase through university and, you know, starting your first job and getting married and all that kind of phase of life where working out was, you know, you fit it in a few times a week um, around everything else. I I remember it not being a priority for me at that point. Uh, But you're still doing three days a week. Well, (laughs) well, you know what, some weeks, uh, yeah, yeah, ish, I would say. Yeah, some weeks more so than others. Um, But I would say it was just something that, you know, I always had in my schedule and it was always something that I knew I needed to do for myself, but it just wasn't a priority. And if a week came and went and it didn't happen, then it didn't happen. Whereas that, that would really bother me now. Yeah. Yeah. With, uh, so what were, what were your workouts like then when you were just going on your own or did you work out with your husband at all then? Or sorry, not husband then, but like boyfriend then? I don't know if we've ever actually worked out together. Really? Isn't that funny? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's okay. Lori hates working out with me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't think we've ever worked out together. And you know, I I think that's, that's okay because you know, that's, everybody needs the stuff that they do on their own as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, we've yeah we have never worked out together. Okay, so what yeah. did so what did you do when you were going you know high school or sorry not sorry not high school but uh, university. university? Yeah, um, yeah, I, I was probably that typical person going into a box gym, um, hopping on an elliptical or a, like a cardio machine, elliptical machine, treadmill, whatever, yeah. um, for a little bit, and then using some weight machines. And, you know, I do remember kind of going through a phase where it's like, oh, you know, there was an upper body day and a lower body day. And, you know, I think there was some thought process there, but not very structured. Um, and then I went through a phase too, where I did, um, you know, I went to a different, as I guess this is sort of fast forward to married life and maybe a relatively new mom having a daycare in the gym was important to me, you know, that kind of thing. And so doing a lot more class type structures, um, like, or like that's, um, class structured workout. Yeah. Yeah. 
Awesome. So you never went and took like a year or two or whatever off from exercise. It was always, it was always sort of in there. Yeah, always sort of in there. I'm sure yeah. the year I was pregnant was probably a lot a little, less yeah. than, <laughs> than there, than, you know what, and I think it's fantastic when you see women working out right up until their due date. It's so, yeah. if you can continue doing it, it is so good for you. But uh, yeah, just that wasn't, oh, that wasn't me. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, some, some women can do it and they're, during their pregnancy, they, they can move really well and they're fine. Some are very nauseous and yeah, yeah just, just can't do it. So yeah, if you can keep moving, obviously it's better, but oh, yeah. yeah. So, um, we'll talk about, I guess, at, like family wise. So your daughter's pretty active as well, right? Mm-hmm. Like you've, you've brought her in here, you've done some workouts and stuff like that with her. So how did, how did she get as active as, uh, as she is now? So yeah, she uh, she started playing ringette when she was in kindergarten, wow. and so that okay. that was mum pushing her. Yeah. You know, push, maybe let's say encouraging. Yeah. Um, at that age, they don't even know what's available to them or what they want or don't want. And yeah. you know, I was I felt quite strongly about her learning to skate and that sort of thing. And so she started playing, they called them bunnies. That's like the youngest age for ringette. And, you know, they don't know which way they're skating and it's like the cutest thing imaginable, but she loved it. And so she started when she was six and she stopped playing ringette in grade 10. And she was playing at the highest level she could uh, for those last, her last two years. But then you get into high school and, you know, she's got a part-time job and now studying time and classes is, is really the priority. And she started playing high school hockey in grade nine. So grade nine and 10, she was doing both high school hockey and ringette, uh, which was proving to be a bit much. No kidding. And then, uh, yeah, grade 11 and 12, she dropped ringette and just played hockey. Okay, so yeah. was she kicking ass in hockey, having the the ringette background? I've heard from people that girls who play ringette for a lot of years, they're better skaters than mm-hmm. than hockey players. Is that true? So this is the ongoing <laughs> debate: hockey versus ringette. Yeah. I am going to say absolutely, it is true, Why? and there, there is some logic behind it because when you grow up playing ringette, yeah. When you've got the ring on your end of your stick and you're just told to skate as fast as you can, like a power skating type drill, you you can skate as fast as you can. Yep. Whereas in the similar scenario in hockey, you can only skate as fast as you can puck handle. Right. And as you're learning to puck handle and you're learning to skate, you can't puck handle as quickly as you can skate. Right. So it's always a bit of a barrier to holding people back. Um now, that being said, a ringette player all of a sudden goes to play hockey and she can skate like the wind, but she can't puck, puck handle, handle. Yeah. right? So, I mean, there's there's benefits to both sides, but okay. she transitioned really quite well. Yeah. yeah. Did, did she play soccer or anything like that? And in, she played yeah. soccer as well. In yes. summer. Okay. Yeah, she did. So then that would help with like footwork and all that kind of yeah. stuff too. And I don't know yeah. if that helped with puck control too, because I know some people can use their feet a lot more... At, as, lo- as well as their sticks. Right, so. yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So. so she's a lot of fun. She loves coming here with me. And I was surprised at first, actually, that she liked it so much because she, typical teenager, she loves she loves cycle classes. Okay. And, you know, we, we've been to some classes where, you know, the room is dark and the it's like nightclub lights and the music's pounding and that is right up her alley. Yeah. So, you know, a bit of a different environment here. Yeah, there's some music totally, on in the yeah. background, but it's not the focus of what's happening. And yeah. I thought that might 
lessen the experience for her, but she loves it here. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it is a different experience. I did my first like spin class. I used to teach some spin classes at the wellness when I was there, Okay. but it was different. It was more so based on my uh, experience with cycling and triathlon and Ironman and all that kind of stuff. So you'd throw in like, whether it's a hill or a climb where you're like, you know, climbing for a minute or two or three at a time and then back down. It was, it was different. And then when I went to the, uh, the the spin class and like you said it was like a, a, a club setting <laughs> I was just like you know the the technique on the bike or you're like almost head banging on the bike and stuff like that <laughs> yeah. and I'm like well at least if I break my nose and I'm bleeding all over the place <laughs> nobody's gonna know because it's dark in it's here so dark yeah so it was different yeah. but yeah it's funny because once you that is definitely a workout that once you've done it a few times yeah you get so much, like, you know what's coming, you get so much better at it, and you get a much better workout. As, yeah. Because otherwise they change and they do something, and you're like, holy crap, what is happening? And I can't do that, or I can't do it yeah. to the beat or whatever. But once you get the hang of it, it really changes your workout. Yeah, okay. I it, Yeah, it was definitely a, a different type of workout. And I know we yeah. pulled out some, like, three- and five-pound dumbbells and stuff and did some curls and that, and it was, yeah... it's funny you (laughs) mentioned that and you know we still go from time to time and you know you pull out your dumbbells and you're right it's three or five pounds and you know you think of what we pull out here and what we're doing here and you think oh my god but it's so different right it's just three minutes into doing the same thing with your arms overhead you're like okay these three pounds feel like 30 yeah so yeah Yeah, it's a little different and you said something that made me think that I don't know if I told you before but I I think my daughter was about four or five and for some reason I felt the need to try a sprint distance triathlon oh cool yeah okay yeah so it was a lot of fun it's a really cool community yeah um and it was very different I found it's one of those things I probably should have recruited a friend to do with me only because training is tedious yeah Um, it's yeah it's just grinding away yeah kilometers yeah. and I, yeah. I mean you've done Ironman distance this was just yeah. a like it wasn't a try a try it was a sprint distance so yeah. I can't remember it's a five 5k run yeah it's usually a 750 meter swim, swim a 20k bike and then a 5k, 5K run. run yeah that's and what it was those yeah. are it's a different kind of pain than an Ironman <laughs> an Ironman's like you just keep moving but like a sprint distance um is yeah those can be pretty horrible because you just you get to hammer on those yeah it's like yeah. a one hour event and you just give her. Yeah, well it wasn't one hour for me. Well, but it's, <laughs> it's yeah, but it's yeah, relative like relative to long distance, like yes. you can go pretty hard on yeah. it. Yeah, so. it was fun though. It was fun. Yeah. Where Got did me you, back in the pool. Where did you do that one at? Birds Hill Park. Okay. Oh, yeah. so it was like a, I think that early June or something. It was so early June. Cold. So yeah. you're in a wetsuit and it's a whole yeah. nother, like you train in the pool. Yeah. And that's the other thing I did growing up is a lot of swimming and swimming lessons and all that sort of stuff. That and helps. I loved swimming, still love to swim. And, uh, but I hadn't done a lot of kind of get in the pool and do some laps and, you know, try to perfect my my stroke and all that sort of stuff and so I did a bit more of that and I did a coached swim um, and all that kind of stuff but yeah you you train in the pool and you know the water is clear and you can see the lines on the bottom and you just kind of go back and forth in your own space it's a very different experience than climbing into that open water with a hundred other people in your wetsuit and yeah yeah, you got that pressure on your chest and you got people slapping you in the legs and head. Yeah, and, yeah. swimming over top of you. Yeah. And, yeah. and I remember reading 
a book on training and, you know, doing your first sprint triathlon. And they yep. say, you know, as soon as that gun goes, you need to, to resist the urge to just dive in and go full tilt. Yeah. Because it's, you know, not this, to the same extent as an Ironman distance, but even, as, you know, for, as an amateur doing a sprint distance, yep. you just got to take your time and enjoy it. And, you know, yeah, I've got a competitive side, but it was my first time doing it. And so yeah. I was like, you know, it doesn't really matter. I just want to do it. Go do it. Have fun. If the gun yep. goes off and do I not just dive in and full tilt and, you know, the adrenaline's going and yeah. so, yeah. It's like that for runs as well, though. Like if you go and do a 5K run or half marathon or whatever the distance, the gun goes off and then everyone takes off so fast, especially the the young, experienced kids <laughs> around you. And then they're like sitting on the curb like two kilometers <laughs> ahead because they went out too hard. Yeah. But yeah, it's even in a workout here, like same thing. There's there's probably one person that, you know, would disagree with me on this, but George likes to go out hard and like fizzle off. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> He, he likes to do everything fast, he says, but uh, oh, yeah, funny. you always, you always want to pace yourself. So, Well, there is something about as soon as it's like rounds for time yeah. or AMRAP, as soon as there's yeah. like, as soon as the clock goes, yeah. it totally changes the mentality about the workout. And I found even the first couple of weeks when we were doing our workouts at home or first mm-hmm. couple of weeks post COVID and we were working out at home yeah. before we started doing the Zoom workouts, I think I told you I'd bought a a digital clock for yeah, my yeah. gym at home just because it it it's just easier than trying to use my phone for music yeah. and clock and all that sort of stuff and and I found even alone in my basement I set the clock and it's like it's go time yeah. like I I'm like racing against something yeah. yeah it's funny how it changes it for you mentally oh big time I was yeah. I was doing today's workout here in the gym and like absolutely nobody's here and I'm like you know, setting the clock and I'm like looking at it, like, you know, you're getting ready to hit that start button and like, just (laughs) getting, getting ready to go and just like, you know, screaming, ready, ready to jump on that bike. So just hit start and ran over the bike and yeah, no one's around, felt like an idiot, but whatever, it was good. (laughs) That's good though. That's good. So let's talk about, uh, work. I know with your, your work, um, you're always telling me about like dropping in at different gyms when you're traveling and stuff Mm -hmm. like that, getting in workouts, um, and it's not just you doing it. Like there's other people that you work with that go and like hit that up I, different gyms that and I stuff. drag along with me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it, it sounds like it's, you know, it, you guys are pretty close when it comes to doing stuff like mm-hmm. that and that it is something that the company does, uh, appreciate and support. Yeah. I'm very lucky. So I do travel a fair bit for work under normal circumstances, obviously yeah. not, not right now. now. But... Yeah. Um, And that's one of the things that I find, it's funny, people are so different. I am not a stay in my hotel room by myself type of person. And some people, especially with families, were like, oh, you know, it's it's a bit of a break and stay in my room and order room service. And that's, it's just Just not me. Sleep and drink. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. So I find I have a busy day of work. And then when I'm done for the day, it's, I usually have a plan and I'm usually going to do a workout of some sort or something like that. And so, and when I'm together with my team, there's six of us we we call it um fitness tourism so wherever we are somebody's responsible for finding some random class or gym that is sort of unique or different than what we've normally done and we go and try it and so we've done some really cool things over the years and my company is very supportive of that it's nice that they not only do they encourage taking the time 
to do it just from a mental, physical perspective. You know, the theory being if you take care of yourself and you make time for yourself, then the time that you spend working, you'll be more productive. And that's, yep. that's a big part of, of my company's philosophy. Um, but yeah, they also, you know, support financially, like through our benefits, we have like a fitness subsidy and that sort of thing. So it's really cool. That's awesome. So yeah. what, so what is it that you do for work? So I work for a pharmaceutical company. So officially it would be um, a sales representative type position. So I call on the specialists in Winnipeg and Saskatoon that deal with respiratory medicine. And so ultimately my job is to present clinical evidence on the medications that my company manufactures and make sure that the physicians are sort of know the pros and cons and, and where, what type of patient in what stage of disease should they use these medications in and why they are maybe better than some of the other options that are on the market yeah. um, or how they're different from some of the other options on the market. Cool. Yeah. And you enjoy it, obviously. I do. Yeah. 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 It's very interesting. And uh, my, my, the physicians that I call on are fantastic. Uh, the ones in Winnipeg I've known for probably 10 years. Uh, I also go to travel to Saskatoon and I've known them for probably eight years. And it's, it's yeah, you get to know people on a pro- personal and professional basis. So yeah. it's, I really do enjoy it. Yeah. It's awesome. When you have yeah. a good team and good people to work with, it yeah, oh, makes, makes all the difference. All the difference in the world. Yeah, sure. absolutely. So let's jump to, I guess, more so group fitness. Um, Because I know before you started coming here, you were doing like boot camp type workouts. Um, You said like when you were in university, you you were hitting some classes and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. So what what got you into doing some of the the boot camp type stuff? Or was there anything between that before um, coming here? Yeah, so I... Thinking back to before the boot camp was more sort of the big box gym doing classes. And, you know, every gym's a little different, um, but that was, you never really know who the instructor is. You don't know the people in the class. You know, you're going and you you could very well have a very good workout, but it's not the same community feel. Um, So I was doing that for some time and then just felt I needed a change. I didn't know what that was going to look like or what that even meant. And then I had some friends going to a boot camp style gym. Mm-hmm. And so I went there for a couple of years and was doing that for a while. And also, again, it's the people, right? Yeah, I, you know, I really sure. enjoyed it. Um, you know, the timing of classes and, you know, there were a number of things that was really worked for me at the time. Um, but I do find, like, I don't think I'm the type of person who gets tired of something and needs to move on every right. year or two, but I somehow I felt that at that point. And, you know, there were, the, the workouts were very similar from week to week, day to day, um, still challenging. I mean, you can always go heavier, you can go faster and, yeah. you know, there's always a way to tailor it, but it was just mentally maybe not stimulating okay. anymore. And that's more, I know we were talking about this before, but it was like some of the movements were a bit more like simplistic, which there's nothing wrong with because you can still get a great workout and great benefit from, you know, simple exercises. Like, you know, say if you were to do dumbbell snatches and air squats, um, 10 and 10 for like, you know, a 15 minute AMRAP, like that would suck. Yeah. And, and fairly <laughs> like simple movements. And I'm talking dumbbell snatches, not like kettlebell or barbell, Bar, yeah. but, um, yeah, that would be a horrible workout actually. Yeah. Um, so on, in, 
comparing it to some other things, like we were saying, you could do 10 minutes or five minutes of jumping jacks and be like, okay, like that was, you know, you, you didn't get a whole lot from that. So, right. um, the, the technical aspect is something that you said you were kind of searching for. Mm-hmm. So how did you find coming into classes here then? So you ended up coming, you did like a, <laughs> you, you tried a class out, right? Yeah, and then, I did. And then we, I think there were some emails sent back and forth for a bit. And then you were like, okay, I want to do base camp. I want to do these five <laughs> days. And you had them like scheduled out for over a month or something like that. And then you're like, okay, my travel plans changed. So now we're going to move them like all together and we're going to get this done and I'm going to get into classes. No. And I was like, holy man, this lady's got her shit dialed in. <laughs> so yeah, I am, um, I'm very organized and very, I, I'm, I have a schedule and a calendar and I just find with so many mean moving pieces in my life between work and personal and family, my husband's schedule, my daughter's schedule, if it goes in the calendar, I'm on it. And if it doesn't, I, it's, it's going to get lost in the shuffle somewhere. So yes, I was, it's so funny because I think back to then, because I remember it was August when I, I came in and met with you briefly, just saying, I'm curious, you know, CrossFit's been one of those things that. I don't know if you call it bucket list, but it's always been in the back of my mind where I was like, oh, it's a little intimidating, but I'm super curious. Um, So I must have thought that for over a year before I did anything about it, which I'm sure there's loads of people out there that do the same thing. Yeah. So let me stop you just for a quick sec. What got you interested in it? Like what, where did you see it or how did you find out about it that... You, you know, I think just, he, you know, I know of a couple of people who work out at various CrossFit gyms and okay. you hear people talking about it and, you know, you see, yeah, you see the games, but you also realize that that's, you know, that's a whole nother level. But, yep. you know, I think you have a general idea of what a CrossFit workout looks like, maybe, um, but it's intimidating if you've, if you've only ever worked out in the type of environments that I had worked out in, um, not a lot of barbell work, um, certainly always an emphasis probably more on doing more reps as opposed to more weight mm-hmm. uh, and that sort of thing. So it, it's, yeah, it's a little intimidating. You want to come in and, you know, I want to give a hundred percent, but I also don't want to get injured. And yep. am I biting off more than I can chew? I'm 48 years old. What am I doing? Like, you know, all those sorts of things go on in your head. So was the, was the barbell thing the most intimidating thing or was it like coming in and seeing different people doing different things or what, like, what got you yeah you know what I it's funny I'm not I can't when I came in the first time for a class everybody was so lovely and welcoming I don't think like I think that intimidation faded somewhere between getting out of my car in the parking lot and walking into the gym floor are you sure that was here (laughs) (laughs) they really were fantastic but it's funny because I know you know that I brought my manager in a few weeks ago or prior to the whole COVID uh, change in in environment. Yeah. And he walked in and you know the the 4:30 class there's often a group of ladies especially in the gym that are here an hour before and there yeah. you know some strong women in there doing some yeah. heavy weights and he walked in and went, "Oh my god, like what are you this what are you awesome. bringing me yeah. to?" Like he was a little frightened. And he's a really fit and active guy too. So I thought that yeah. was pretty funny. But I do recall you know, physically feeling a little nervous before I came, because again, you don't know what you're getting yourself into and what it's going to be like. And, and I remember talking to one of the girlfriends that I brought with me to one of the, um, 
community workouts that you did here where you had other like non-members come. And I remember talking to her and she said, you know, when you came, did you, for the first time, did you come by yourself? And I said, yeah. And she said, I don't think I could do that. She's like, I think I'd be too nervous, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah. Some, some people are, and it's, we ended up, I did a video with Sarah and it was about that because she had said, even though she had gone to a, a previous CrossFit gym before joining here our, at our old gym, uh, Stark 1.0, she said she had like pulled into the parking lot and she was like sitting there like, do I come in? Do I leave? <laughs> and then she ended up like coming in and it's cool seeing like how she's progressed over the years. Yeah. And, you know, we kind of did that video cause it's like, if you, if you walk out and don't even give yourself a chance to try, it's like, you don't know what you're missing out on sort of thing. So at least, you know, whatever it is, give yourself the chance to try it. And, you know, maybe you fail at it, maybe you don't like it or whatever, but at least you try and you know, Yeah. and, and I know sometimes just giving it like, you know, one try isn't, you know, going to be a, a tell all, but you know, if you try something for a good two, three months or whatever in the grand scheme of things, like you'll get a good idea of yeah. whether you like it or not. So. Well, and I remember thinking that I was surprised that I felt that way because like we mentioned, when I'm out of town, I randomly drop into all these gyms and do workouts with strangers and yeah. it doesn't phase me in the least. I don't feel that way at all, but I think but there's no commitment there, There's right? no commitment, <laughs> exactly. This was the beginning of potentially something. Yeah. And somehow that made it that much more nerve-wracking, I guess. Okay. Yeah. So did you feel more comfortable after going through... We did like five sessions of base camp. Mm-hmm. So how did you feel going through that stuff? Because that's basically like taking you back to all the basics, showing you how to use the barbell and all the different movements that we do here. How did, how did that feel going through that? with having sort of your athletic background over the years? Yeah, that was really good. Um, I really enjoyed those sessions and just to have them one-on-one because then you can, you know, you ask all my crazy questions and, you know, and just to have your focus and, you know, just on my technique and what am I doing right and what am I doing wrong and how to improve it. Again, you know, there's a, an element of I don't want to go too too hard too fast. I don't want to injure yep. myself. What if I'm doing it wrong? So I think those sessions are fantastic. Um, but then, of course, you finish them and then you come to the class and you're like, oh, my God, I still feel like I don't know anything. <laughs> so it's right back to... But, you know, then you're putting into into practice what you've learned and you still, it's a gradual progression. It's not like you come out of base camp and you know, you're a CrossFitter. Yeah. (laughs) No, definitely. It's, it does take time and and practice. Uh, so the stuff that you do learn in base camp are the, the basics. And Mm -hmm. I tell people like, don't expect to be perfect with it. And when you are jumping into classes, you know, you're refining and, and using those movements and techniques and stuff like that. And, um, it, there's such a variety of things that we do using, you know, the barbell, there's a lot of technique involved, Mm -hmm. um, especially as weights get heavier, you want to be moving as well as possible so that, you know, risk for injury is lower. And we've, we've done very well with people here, not getting injured, doing stupid movements or anything like that. Like movement comes first and then the weight on the bar is kind of like secondary sort of thing. So if you're moving like shit, don't, don't be adding weight to the bar sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so, were you, were you nervous coming to the one-on-ones, the base camp sessions, or was no. that like a bit more relaxed? No, that was, yeah, that, that, that didn't okay. bother me at all. I think it was just being in a class, because I do remember the first, 
the first drop-in class I did, and then even the first handful of classes after base camp, everybody sort of knows what's going on, right? And you yeah. say, oh, go get this or go get that. Oh, I don't know yeah. where anything is. And, you know, oh, get, go get a kettlebell to warm up. Well, I, what weight should I, like, what could we possibly be doing? What weight should I be getting? Grab the 70. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, when I'm, like, in a class with Linnell and Sarah, like, you yeah. don't want to copy what they're doing because, no. oh, my God, they are some super strong ladies. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's it was interesting at first. It just took a little while to, you know, just to get comfortable and for it to feel like it was my gym. But I think yeah. that would be the same if you went as a new member anywhere. Yeah. No, I think there's, there's always that break in period and stuff yeah. like that. And you're like, oh, what do I, even if like we're traveling and we drop into different CrossFit gyms and stuff like that, every, every place is different. Mm-hmm. I, I love going to different gyms and like following their programming and doing, you know, what their instructors tell us to do just because it's, it's cool experiencing some different places and stuff like that. And then it's like, you know, you pick and choose like, oh, I like that they did this. Maybe I'll start incorporating that or, yeah. you know, oh, this I didn't enjoy or whatever. So uh, we've been, Lori and I have been lucky enough to drop into some different gyms in San Diego, San Francisco and stuff like that when we've been traveling. And, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been pretty neat just seeing how, how people do things differently because this isn't like a, a franchise sort of thing. So it's not like when you walk into Tim Hortons and like, you know, you order your, your coffee with one cream or whatever, it's, it's the same pretty well everywhere you go. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the CrossFit gyms are, are all different and yeah. It's interesting though, because I don't know if it's a common culture across CrossFit, but I've certainly noticed a difference from gyms that I've been a member at previously to here that there is, the culture is to, it's about being fit and about being strong and about you know, doing the movements properly and, you know, you talk about nutrition and it's about fueling yourself appropriately for your workouts and, you know, being healthy and that sort of thing. And, and it's, it seems such a, a healthy environment as opposed to some other places where it may be, you know, you need to lose weight and you need to, as your body fast as, possible. as fast yeah. as possible. And yeah. yes, and your body fat percentage should be this and your muscle mass percentage should be that. And, you know, this is, you, you need to intermittent fast and you need to do this and you need to do that. And I think for some people, and I want to say for women especially, but I don't know if that's even necessarily the case, probably for men as well. It's, it's, you start to make this association between fitness and health and how your body should look. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, we all have a little bit of vanity in us for sure. You want to see some muscles that you've worked really hard to, to build. But yeah. I think that I do feel it's a much healthier environment here, just mentally, right? Because the, the, those sorts of discussions just don't happen here. It's about, well, did you eat enough? Because you're getting tired halfway through your workout. Well, you should have eaten more. Yeah. And yes, you have to eat well and eat healthy, but the focus is about being able to perform. Yeah, it's, it is a different focus. When people are just staring at the scale, or I know we've had people join up that are wanting to, to lose weight and they're wanting to lose weight as fast as possible, you know, not trusting the process sort of thing, not being consistent, like you're, you're honestly going to be let down. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if they were to go to one of those places that are like pushing, you know, okay, you need to like do nonstop cardio all the time. You're not worried about technique a whole lot, you know, take these fat burner pills and stuff like that. Like, um, have a thousand calories a day sort of thing. Like that'll get you to your goal. It's like, well, you know, you're going to drop a bunch of weight very quickly, bunch is going to be water weight, some's going to be fat, but you are probably going to gain more back on the back end of this. So, Mm -hmm. 
you know, I, I love seeing pictures of people from two years ago, three years ago, four years ago, where they just, they come in, they do their work, they eat well, um, like enough to support their activity level. And, you know, they're not taking a whole lot of excess food and sugar and alcohol in and stuff like that. And it's like, man, like some of these people are getting pretty mm-hmm. ripped and jacked and like fit. And it's cool seeing not just not just their bodies changing, but their level of uh, confidence. And then on top of that, just like their performance. So if you're focusing on the performance aspect and, you know, what do I have to do to get better at push-ups? And it's like, okay, I got to do more push-ups and I got to do them properly. And, you know, and just balancing things out or putting, you know, more pull-ups into someone's program if they want to get pull-ups in. Um, You know, it's definitely on them to to do the work, but, you know, we can definitely facilitate that. And it's, it's cool when people have those goals and, want to work towards it. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting because, you know, we, you know, for people who grew up playing sports or who have kids playing sports, like you go to soccer practice to get better at soccer and you yep. go to ringette practice to get better at ringette and somehow you become an adult and now you go to the gym to lose weight. Like it's, it's just, it's not consistent, right? Whereas I find, you know, you come to the gym here to get better at doing a pull-up, doing, yep. you know, do whatever it is, you are working towards getting better at something. And in the process, you're maybe losing weight or getting stronger, getting fitter, whatever the case may be, but it's not the the main focus of why you're here. Yeah. And I, I just thought of something, uh, the way you said it about going to like a soccer practice or ringette practice, like it's called practice for a reason so mm-hmm. that you perform better in the games, right? Rather than, um, you know, you come here, you practice movements and then you, you put them in to practice mm-hmm. for, the, for the workout. You challenge yourself a bit more for the workout. And, you know, some people may compete in, you know, a, a CrossFit event and stuff like that, but I know it's not for everyone. And it's not something that we push because, you know, if you ever want to do it, great. We're here to support you. If you don't and you just want to come in and train and push yourself and have fun, like that's cool too. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think it's, it's a good environment to be in, but yeah, definitely the, the practice side of things is, is huge. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. I do, well, I used to do a fair bit of yoga. I still, you know, once life gets back to normal, I would lo- love to go back to doing it once a week again, but yeah. that's the big thing with yoga, right? They call it, you're coming to practice yeah. and yoga is a good example because often you're not very good at it at the yeah. beginning and you know, your balance and the different moves and all that kind of thing. So that's another one where it's, it's all about the practice. I don't know if they have any championships for yoga. Do you think? <laughs> I don't think there's yoga champions. No. <laughs> you're just practicing to get better. So you don't look like a fool just, the next time you yeah, come to class. Just, just talking shit at the <laughs> yoga championships. It's like, you look tight. What's wrong with you? <laughs> um, it's, you know, definitely good to, to be able to get that in, especially now with um, everyone being stuck at home for, you know, this whole COVID-19 thing. For those of you that are listening three years from now that are like, <laughs> what are they talking about being yeah, stuck at home? It's so, April 2020. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, mobility, that's that's one thing that I heard from people before we started doing the Zoom classes. Um, they weren't you know, warming up as much sort of thing. Um, and you know, I guess the, the workouts were a bit more distracted, like, Oh, I'm going to go flip the laundry over or whatever. (laughs) But now having that like one hour of, you know, here, I'm going to do a proper warm up and some mobility work and hit the workout, um, gives it a bit more structure. But I think for, for people who are, you know, a bit tighter and need to work on mobility, like now's the perfect time. Like if you're hanging out in front of the TV at night and you got tight hips, like, you know, go through a circuit of, of hip work where you're going to hold poses for Mm -hmm. like two minutes at a time and, uh, just 
you know, sink into it. Yeah. Easier said than done though, really, isn't yeah. it? Like, no, yeah. <laughs> it, well. it sounds so good in theory. It's funny. I find, and I'm big about sitting on the floor in front of the TV stretching, but That's it good. seems to be when there's a Jets game on or on the weekend, if we're, my husband and I are big Formula One fans. Oh, yeah? So, so yeah. Cool. So that would be a time where I sit in front of the TV for two hours at a time and would stretch. But when it's that time at night and you're not, you're watching your Netflix show, I don't yeah. know, somehow rolling out on the floor doesn't cross my mind. It yeah. should though. Yeah. Yeah. I think sitting on the floor is huge. Like just, especially now the amount of time that we spend seated in chairs. Well, especially now with like, you know, the whole COVID thing, um, you're spending a lot more time seated working from home. You're not getting up as much. You don't have to walk as far. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you don't have to walk to the car or the bus or whatever. Um, so yeah, just getting those hips moving and not stuck in that one position. Uh, I've been spending more time like working on my hip flexors and just like sitting, sitting down and, and being on a mat and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And even if I know I'm going to be watching a, a webinar or something like that, I'll throw a mat down on the ground and just sit on the turf and throw my headphones in and listen to the webinar that way or whatever. But it's, um, it's just trying to fit it in and it does make a difference. Mm-hmm. And that does add up at the end of the week and at the end of the month and all that fun stuff. It does. Yeah. And I'm finding my job normally I'm walking all day long and I'm in the hospital and I'm climbing stairs and I'm on the move and now I'm (laughs) sitting at my desk at home. So it is a big difference. You just got to set your watch every five minutes, jump up and do 20 burpees. Just <laughs> Well, I, I had a two-hour teleconference this morning, and we had a 10-minute oh, 10, 10 break at the top of the hour in the middle. And uh, this is just, you know, back to my team and everybody being fit and a little crazy. But, yeah, there was, like, some 10-minute core routine that somebody texted out, and that, oh, was nice. what was it, that was what was meant to be the activity at break time. Oh, cool. So one of the girls is like, yeah, I'm not doing that today. And yeah. our boss dropped down and came back and reported his time. And so, yeah, nice. it's... It's kind of cool. That's oh. cool. Uh, I was I was looking for a desk online, like a really short desk that you could sit cross-legged under and stuff and oh. do work, and I couldn't find anything, so I'm like, oh, that has to be something that I make in the I next little bit. I was going to say, then. you need to build it. Yeah, yeah. I could probably do that. Yeah. But um, I want to talk to you about some of the, like, you've been jumping in on the Zoom workouts. I know they're definitely different than the, the classes mm-hmm. we've been doing here. Um, we did have kind of that period between shutting down from COVID. And then, uh, I think it was about two weeks or so that we didn't, we were posting workouts. I was doing demos and stuff like that of the workouts. Um, and then now you've been like hitting zoom workouts every single day. So what, like, how is that different? Just following something that maybe we were like posting sort of online, um, with, you know, giving structure to it, but, uh, not the same as, as the class sort of. Yeah, it's definitely not the same as the class, but there's something about seeing everybody. You know, I'm an extrovert and just seeing all the people that I'm used to seeing pretty regularly every day, it's it just makes it so much more fun. And, you know, there's a little time for banter at the beginning and at the yep. end and you're kind of chit-chatting and you can hear people moaning and groaning as they go through the workout. And so I think that, that makes the environment just that much more fun. Now, the first couple of weeks when you were posting the workouts online and mm-hmm. doing a video, I was still, I was still doing them and and it was funny how it felt, it was still not the same. I miss coming to the gym, but there was something about just kind of having to be self-motivated and, you know, I'm lucky I, we do have a lot of weights and a lot of options for equipment and stuff at home. So I could have a really good workout. I could put some music on, you know, set my timer and, and off I would go. But about two weeks into it, I Mm -hmm. could feel that maybe that was not going to keep 
up Keep at the same yeah, yeah at the okay. same pace. So it was all very good timing when the, the Zoom workout started. Yeah. And yeah, I think I've been doing them like depending on the week, five or six times a week. And yeah. uh, that's not bad because we're only doing them five or six times, <laughs> yeah. six times a week. Yeah. Well, my, you know, every morning I'm like, maybe today needs to be a rest day. And, yeah. But no, maybe tomorrow. And yeah. Yeah, I'm feeling a little broken, but they've been really good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you said like you're 48. How do you feel now? Act, like you've had a life of, of activity. How do you feel? at 48 with, you know, what you're, what you're doing right now? I feel really good, actually. You know, I, obviously I'm, you know, I throw out my age. I'm not worried about it. It's just a number. Um, I feel. You don't look it and you don't act it. Well, Well, thank you. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, uh, I feel that, you know, there are, there are a lot of women, like I think of Linnell mm-hmm. and I look at her and yes, yes, she keeps telling me I've been doing this for eight years, but yep. I'm like, oh my God, I wish I was as strong as you. And like, look at your pull-ups and look at your, like, it's just, but it's fantastic to be surrounded by people like that. And it reminds yep. you that it doesn't matter how old you are. She's younger than I am, but just, just by a little bit. Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter though, you know, you can, you work at it, you be patient. Um, and you know, you can be super strong and fit no matter what age you are. And, you know, patience is obviously something that many people struggle with when it comes to fitness. And I, myself, I'm like, oh, how many more days do I have to practice pull-ups at home before I can do one? Yeah. Right. But you know what? You just keep plugging away and it'll come. It'll, yeah. It's like, trust the process. Right. And, Got to practice. If you want those strict pull-ups, you've got to practice pretty much every day. Yeah, so I know. Just oh, I know. Yeah, add that Damn. stress to the body. And you know what? It's, it does take time. But, you know, even even Linnell, when she started, she wasn't doing strict pull-ups and stuff like that and, and had to work on it. And it's cool, like, having somebody that you can talk to and bounce ideas off of that has been doing it for eight years that's, you know, close in age and stuff like that. It's not like she's like, you know, hey, I've been doing this for a year and look at all the shit I can do. Right. Yes. Yeah. That would be depressing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Everything, everything takes time and it's, uh, the longer you do this stuff, the, the better you get at it. If you're going to be, um, consistent and if you pay attention to, you know, what kind of cues coaches are giving you and if you're doing research on your own and, Mm -hmm. and just taking ownership and initiative too, like it's, it's pretty cool how you can keep progressing with this stuff and I think you know you should be able to do some variations of the all the movements we're doing until you're 100 years old so well and I find it that my daughter being 18 Mm -hmm. you know I you still feel a little bit like you know I don't know if 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 I've been a role model per se but you know she sees us both being active and fit and exercise being a part of our day whether you necessarily feel like it when you first wake up in the morning or not and what the benefits of it are and it's so much fun to be able to bring her to a workout or go to a cycle class with her for sure because there are a lot of women with 18 year old kids who wouldn't be able to to do that. And so I remind myself of that, even when I'm feeling like I've got a long ways to go. I, you know, I remind myself of that. So. Yeah. That's, that's something that I, I'm sure, um, your daughter appreciates that. And, you know, maybe she doesn't think about it, but, um, it's stuff that I remember, like doing stuff with my parents that were Mm -hmm. more active, whether we were going out on bike rides or I remember us going ice skating when we were younger and stuff like that. And the whole family participating in it rather than, um, you know, just having them come and watch you play soccer or, you know, come watch 
a fight that you like a kickboxing match or something like right. that. Like, yeah. you know, yeah, I do remember some of that stuff, but the, the stuff that, you know, I really remember is the stuff that we did together. Yeah. Together as a family. For sure. Yeah. So no, that's cool. So what kind of advice can you offer people who are maybe intimidated about trying something new? It doesn't have to be CrossFit, but, you know, any, any type of activity, it doesn't matter, you know, what age you are, whatever. What, what would you throw out to them, Allison? Well, I'm not sure if I have any brilliant words of wisdom, but I think, you know what, I mean, really, what do you have to lose? I mean, you try something, maybe you don't like it. Maybe you're not good at it. Maybe, maybe you're not good at it, but you want to get good at it. So you're going to stick to it. I mean, you're never going to know until you try. Um, I think one of the conversations that I had the first time I met you, and I remember coming into the gym and sitting down at this table and the TV was on and there was a CrossFit Games on. And I was like, oh, you're wondering why I'm intimidated. Look, take a look at these guys. And you use the analogy of it's like kids not playing hockey because you watch NHL and you see the speed that they're moving and how hard they're hitting and that sort of stuff. And, and I thought that was a really good analogy because realistically that's, you know, that's the level I'm coming in at is like the kid playing hockey as opposed to the the guy on the, yeah, I'm (laughs) a Timbit as opposed to the guy on the screen at the CrossFit games. But I thought that was a good analogy because it realistically it's, you work at the level that you want to work at. Um, be it CrossFit or be it any gym or any kind of fitness activity or sport. And I think you have to be able to laugh at yourself. I think you have to be able to make it fun. Yeah, got to have fun. You got to have fun, yeah. Because, I mean, realistically, even if you are coming because you need to lose weight or you need to work on your health or or whatever the case may be, if it's not fun, you're not going to stick to it. No, I think the, the community aspect is huge. Like, you know, if it was just about the workouts, I don't, I don't know if if things would go as mm-hmm. well sort of thing. And that's something I did a post on that earlier this week. Um, it's, it's more about community than, than the workout itself. Like you can go and get free workouts online, but to go and get coaching and feedback and, you know, like you said, the banter with people before, <laughs> after, or during classes, like um, it is, it is way more enjoyable to be around people who are doing the same thing, who are having fun and that you can like, harass and get harassed by. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you've got a great group of coaches here too, really. Yeah. And so, I mean, most of the classes I do are with you mm-hmm. and, and, you know, I, you're a great coach and it's a lot of fun, but, um, it's, you have a good team too, right? We do. And that, we yeah, do. We're that, very, that helps. Yeah. We're very fortunate. We've had a lot of the, the coaches who have grown up as athletes here, which has been great. So mm-hmm. you get to know them very well. And then, um, yeah, you just, they're just a part of the community, which is awesome. Yeah. 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 Well, and even since I've been here, like you've built some tables and you're, you're constantly working on the gym and there's always something new and improved and that's really cool. Working on it, working on it. Always. Yeah. Always trying to become better than yesterday and always. Right. So (laughs) it's, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a good challenge and you know, you, I always want things to be better for people when they're coming in, whether it's, you know, something small, um, or, whatever, something, something big. But if it means it's going to add to people's experience here, then, you know, definitely want that. I'm not trying to rush people in and rush people out so we can get the next group in here. It's like, you know, it's, it's cool. And people hang out after workouts and we're yeah. like sitting and, and talking for like half an hour afterwards. And it's like, Oh yeah, I gotta get back to work or get this going on. I or know. Whatever, I but hate having to leave yeah. to get to work and yeah. there's people visiting. That's, yeah. it's painful. I know I want to stay and visit. Yeah. No. When you retire, you can. Yeah. <laughs> oh geez. Seems, that seems a long ways away still. <laughs> so any, anything else you want to add? Anything you want to throw out to anyone? 
No, I think we've covered it all. Yeah. 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 Thanks, awesome. Paul. It's been fun. No, awesome. Well, it's been great having you here for uh, a podcast. And um, yeah, you'll probably see Allison usually in either early morning classes, like 9.30 or 6 a.m. maybe, or who knows around those times. But Sometimes, uh, sometimes 4.30. Sometimes 4.30, yeah. yeah. it depends. Depends, depends on, on the, the day. day. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you very much for taking the time to come in and chat and, you know, tell us a bit about yourself. And, uh, yeah, if anyone wants to reach out to Allison and ask her any questions or anything, are you comfortable sending out your, like, giving out your uh, Instagram yeah, or anything absolutely. like that? Yeah, absolutely, okay. yeah, yep. Not your home address or phone number? No, but like no. <laughs> I, I actually don't even know off the top of my head what my Instagram oh, no? is, but okay. you're welcome to stick it on the post. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Allison, for coming <laughs> out. And uh, yeah, we hope that everyone got a little bit better than yesterday after listening to this podcast. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Allison. Take care, everyone. Thank you for making the time to listen to the Better Than Yesterday podcast hosted by Stark Strength and Conditioning. If you liked our show, please head over to the iTunes store and give us a rating. If you have any questions or suggestions about topics you'd like to hear us cover or people you think should be on this show, please let us know so we can make it happen. Thanks again for listening, and we hope that this podcast makes you better than yesterday.